0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pull Up a Stump, Surviving and Thriving Life Nowadays. I'm your host, Cassie, and today I thought we would talk about something that's been weighing really heavy on me lately as a new-again mom being thrown back into the newborn life, Um, and it's protecting our peace in motherhood. So I really want to dive into this one because I think that it's a very important topic that some people kind of like batter on the bush with, um, but also either we don't talk about it at all um, or people just don't really understand what it means when we don't and what, like, how to do it. So um, as we've kind of talked about, I've been on, like, some insane healing journey the last year and a half like I've done so much healing it's insane in that it's brought my sobriety which is just like a way of life now um I think that it's such a win when you're battling sobriety and then it no longer even is at a threat anymore it's just that's just you know becomes part of who you are like I'm Cassie with eyes that change color. I'm Cassie who's sober. Like it's just, you know, it's just part of it. Um but in this healing journey, I've healed a lot of parts of me. Parts of me are still unhealed and parts of me are threatened um daily. Hence like, you know, in my description there, you know, I'm in a I'm in a nasty custody battle. Um and the more it progresses, the nastier it's getting. Um, you know, the more the th- the real of me coming, like being back Um, and the realization that, you know, so-and-so doesn't get to call the shots anymore. Um, And the realization that like, I'm not going anywhere, (laughs) the nastier it's getting and battling that is probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Meanwhile, I'm three weeks postpartum, my hormones are like all over the map. I'm just, you know, whatever comes with being a newborn mom, you know, extreme exhaustion, figuring out this little human, you know, your body's changing, no routine. And when you're someone like me who thrives off routine, um, being off of a routine is, um, hard and, you know, just everything. And it's, it's not been, Easy. Um, and, you know, the more that the custody battle gets nastier and nastier, the harder it gets. Um, and, you know, some days are easier to keep my head on straight than others. But, you know, I also look back and realize that if I hadn't had this past year and a half of healing and I was going through this a year and a half ago, there's no way I would be able to be as solid as I am. Um, you know, like, If you didn't know I was going through what I'm going through, you probably would never guess. Like, you know, I have people say all the time, like you are the most like stable human being. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, well, that's a lot of healing Um, and a lot of protecting my peace, which I think like we really need to talk about because, you know, like I said, I want to talk about what happened when I didn't do that and, you know, the risks of not doing that and then the beauty of doing it and how to do it. So, you know, we've touched on it in the past, but, you know, um, I lost my mind like a year and a half ago, you know, to put like a humorous spin on it. And I completely lost myself in motherhood. I lost myself in untreated postpartum depression. I was in a trauma bond relationship. Um, I was extremely, like abused emotionally and mentally from a few different avenues. Um, I had a lot of untreated abuse in in my life and a lot of loneliness, a lot of, again, postpartum depression. My anxiety was through the roof. You know, it was just a smorgasbord of just a lot of untreated stuff that for the last year and a half I've treated and I'm fantastic now. I would say I'm about... 98% 98% normal. Um, and, you know, I wasn't protecting myself and I wasn't protecting my peace and I wasn't um, healing. And I think that a lot of what I mean by protecting your peace is healing because unhealed parts of you, unhealed trauma, unhealed um, addictions, unhealed just things like threaten your peace because when you are constantly threatened by an addiction or unhealed trauma or you know triggers or a trauma bond or stuff like this um, you're not going to be at peace and so when we then tack on a very important and very hard and very full-time job as being a mom when we are constantly in this state of not at peace, it allows more space for, you know, obviously I understand postpartum depression and anxiety and psychosis and that just happens sometimes, but there are steps and it may still happen even if you do the steps, but you know, there are ways to maybe avoid it or lighten it a little bit or anything like that. So, you know, I wasn't doing I wasn't protecting my peace and when we don't it allows more space for those kind of things to creep in it allows more space for your addiction to grow whatever your addiction is mine was just alcohol uh but you know it allows more space for that addiction to grow um it allows more space for you to unhealthily bond to people in a trauma bond or something like that um it allows more space for dangerous thoughts and when we are like motherhood is a, is a, it's like full times times six job and it's the hardest job you'll ever do in your life. And it is the most selfless job you've ever done in your life. And it is the most time taxing, taxing on your body. Like you, you completely give up your old life and step into this new one in a matter of like a day and you're just forced to kind of figure it out. And, you know, there are people out there that I'm so jealous, but have these giant support systems. And, you know, when I was postpartum with my daughter, I had none of that. And it caused me, again, to, you know, lose my mind. And I didn't quite realize that postpartum depression can hang on for so long. Um, You know, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression when Quinn was like, three months old or something and I got put on medication and I was on medication until she was like, I don't know, maybe a year and a bit and then talked to my doctor. We talked about it and you know, it was time for a refill and I was struggling with money at the time and I asked how necessary is this anymore? She asked me a couple questions and it was like, okay, let's try off of it. We tried off of it and I kind of just, assumed that this onslaught of thoughts was just my normal depression. I didn't realize that it was probably my normal depression with, I've now figured out with my therapist that no, my postpartum depression was still hanging on. Um, and so I didn't realize it could last for so long, but, um, like my, like I said, my daughter was like a year, it was a year and a half when, I officially like lost it and uh, needed to go get help. Lost, I just say lost it like, cause I try to put a humorous spin on things now. Um, but I wouldn't say like I lost my mind, but I definitely, uh, I, I finally admitted I needed help. I admitted it to the wrong person and you know, I got completely taken advantage of after the fact, but, um, that's besides the point. But, um, I admitted I needed help and went and sought help. And now here I am a year and a half later and I'm fantastic. But anyway, besides the point, um, protecting your peace as motherhood is, is so important. And I experienced what happened when I didn't. And I think one of the things looking back on it that I didn't really realize was going on was how unprotected I was, you know, like, I, I look back at what I was doing and, you know, I was shutting down, um, and I was excluding myself from people and activities. I was, you know, leaning on my addiction again with alcohol and, um, I was trying to escape. And I thought that that was just me and my regular old habits, um, of when I'm unhappy, I just self, um, like I just closed myself in and I was extraordinarily unhappy in my relationship that I was in. Um, I was extraordinarily unhappy with where my life was at. I was extraordinarily unhappy with what I was subjecting my daughter to because, you know, I was battling in my mind, like, do you, s- I was like staying for my daughter, but then at the same time knew I was doing her a disservice by staying. And that like fucks with your mind so much. Um, and I was just, I was not doing anything to protect it but at the same time when you're in that state and this is why it's so important to just protect it from the beginning so you don't reach this state um but I was when you're in that state it's just like you're in this like cyclone like you just can't get out like you're just, it's like that freaking alice in wonderland like falling down the freaking rabbit hole like it it's it's nearly impossible to, and at the point where I was, it was impossible. Like just the, the entire concoction of where my life was at that point, it's impossible to crawl yourself out of it. Like you need to make a drastic change. And that's what I did. You know, I up and I left, like I was like, I need to go be with my support system and go, um, you know, again, wasn't supposed to be for as long as it was, but now we're here in a custody battle a year and a half later, and, uh, we're trying to (laughs) reverse things here, but fuck is it ever disgusting and hard and just disgusting What you'll see what people will do. Um, you know, true characters come out in custody battles. Let me tell you that much, but, um, it's impossible to like crawl out of that. And you almost like, you don't like, I didn't realize how sick I was you know, and if you're listening to this and you're like, fuck me too. Like, I hear you. I see you. I feel you, you know, like I didn't realize how sick I was. I I knew I was unhappy. I knew I was depressed. I knew I was suicidal. Um, I knew I needed to make a change, but looking back on the things I was doing and the people I was subjecting myself to and, um, the daily things I was doing and like, and I, I literally like, there would, I would get to the end of a day sometimes and be like, what the fuck did I even do today? Like I was just on autopilot and it was pure um, like fight or flight mode in my body. And that's what happens is your body just shuts down when you're in that state and it runs through the motions so that obviously you're staying alive. You're still breathing, eating, shitting, like taking care of my kid. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> I like would have no idea really like how I even finished the day because it was just pure autopilot. And when you're in it, like when I was in it, I was like, like I knew it was bad, but it, it was like normal, if that even makes sense. Um, and then now looking back on it, I'm like, Holy shit. Like I'm surprised it took me that long to freaking try to take my life. Like I was I'm surprised, honestly. And I know that that's so sad to say, and I'm sorry if it triggered you, but like, obviously you guys, if you guys have listened to my podcast, you know that that's a part of my story and I'm looking back on it. Like I'm surprised it took that long. Um, and one of the things that I battle now is like extreme guilt from the situation. Um, because I do feel Like the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life, and trust me, I've done some pretty shitty things and some shitty things have happened in my life, but the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life was not pack my daughter up when I left. But at the same time, when I look back at it, I wasn't in a state to have brought her. Like, I I knew, like, when I look back, as fucked up as my situation has been for the last year and a half, and, like, this custody battle is absolutely disgusting and that, I stand by the notion that, like, I know I made the right choice when I made it. The the, um, things that happened afterwards were, are disgusting and I regret, but at that point in time, the state where I was at, I know to this day I made the right choice in in being like please take Quinn for, you know, what was supposed to be a couple weeks um because I was not a, like I was scared. I was scared like I knew I was like I need to go get help. Like I'm scared that the next time I try this like Quinn will be there or you know, I was scared I was actually going to succeed or just something, right? So but like that's that's that guilt fucking eats me up every day, but it is what it is. And, you know, if I hadn't ever left and I had just continued on the path that I did and I didn't start to heal and, you know, everything, um, I probably wouldn't be here or my daughter would be like taken away from me. You know, right now there's someone who's just decided to fucking hold her from me. Um, but in the eyes of the law, (laughs) I'm still a 50, 50 parent. And you know, that's what we're fucking battling here. Um, but it is, you know, but at that point if I hadn't gone and I hadn't gotten the help and I hadn't healed, like that, that wouldn't be the case. Like I probably, I would either be dead or I would definitely have my daughter like legitimately taken from me by like the law. So, you know, it is what it is, but, like, that's... And I'm not to say that everybody's story is that same story, and that's what's going to happen if you don't protect your peace and motherhood. But that very well could be what happened, because, you know, I never for... I never in a million years, in a million years, would have thought I was in the position that... That I would have ever been in the position that I was in a year and a half ago. Because, like, when my daughter was born... As hard as it was, like, it was the best, best thing in the world. Like, I and she will for, I mean, my son is now up there too. But, like, both my kids are the best things I've ever done in my entire life. But we're just talking past tense. And at that point, I only had my daughter, okay? So, you know, at that point, like, Quinn was the best thing I'd ever done in my entire life. And I love being a mom. I love being a mom. As much as I struggled and as much as, you know, I hated my situation me being a mother, I love it. And I'm a fucking good mom. Um, and like it, it, day-to-day activities, like loved it, love it. She's the best thing I ever did. Best little girl ever, like going on daily walks with her all the time. Like she, I loved it. And, um, but it was also, one of the scariest times of my life because you feel so out of control of your emotions and you are, especially if you are experiencing postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum psychosis. That's not you. Like that wasn't Cassie talking. That was whatever the fuck causes postpartum, you know, it's a hormonal shit and mental and blah, blah, blah. But like whatever was going on internally, that's who was talking. And it is the scariest feeling having these thoughts that you're thinking kind of come to fruition and you're like, Oh my God, like that. I shouldn't be thinking that, you know, like I shouldn't be thinking, Oh, like she would be better off if I just, you know, put her down for a nap and then took the car for a drive and drove off a cliff. Like I remember thinking things like that and being like, what the fuck? No. Your daughter is not better off if you go drive off a cliff, you know? And, like, just these thoughts of, like, I just want to go to sleep and never wake up again. Or, like, being, you know, thinking about your future if you didn't change and, like, being trapped with this person for the rest... Not my child, like, another person, you know, but, like, uh, trapped, like, for the rest of your life and, like, what that looks like. And, you know, like, just all these thoughts that aren't you... Um, and that's something that I want you to realize if you're listening to this and you're experiencing these thoughts, like realize that that's not you. Um, that's, that's a different version of you. That's not you. That's the chemicals. That's the, the hormones that's unhealed shit. So you need to, you need to reach out and you need to get some help because I'll tell you that much. It's not you. And when you refine you, you're going to feel like a million bucks um, no matter what you're going through, like, I feel better today than I've ever felt in my entire life. Meanwhile, I'm going through one of the, the most disgusting things I've ever gone through with my custody battle. Like it's disgusting. I, I, I wish I could share with you, but I can't, but it's disgusting. Um, you know, and it like, but even while going through these things and realizing like I have to relocate and which is fine, I guess. BC beautiful. Um, but, you know, I have to relocate and, like, I have to rebuild an entire relationship with my daughter. Meanwhile, this other, these people are trying to, con- trying to control, like, every move and just listening to the disgusting things that people are doing. And, you know, all this stuff is just, you're really just like a chip off my shoulder at this point because I'm so healed. And that's because I now protect myself. So much. So, you know, what does like protecting yourself and motherhood look like? And to me, it is a constant reminder that I am still Cassie. Because I, well, before, like, I, I didn't ever remember that. I was taking on just this entire role of just mom. And of you know, I just completely let go of me. And something that I'm doing differently this time around is allowing me space to still be me, you know, whether it's like like today, for example, or like the last week really, I've every day done a ten minute, okay, ten minutes is all it takes. But when you are in especially new motherhood or whatever, or may you know motherhood at all, but um That constant, like you're constantly needed. You're constantly being hung off of and like, you know, or you're breastfeeding or you're constantly needing at all hours. You're getting two hours, three hours, stints of sleep at a time. If you're lucky, all this 10 minutes, I'm telling you feels like a fucking hour. And you know, one thing I'm doing is 10 minutes. I just Googled or YouTube, sorry, um, beginner yoga. And I'm doing a 10 minute yoga video. Every day. Today I did one for stress relief. The other day I did one for hip mobility, you know, and it's just 10 minutes where the baby's down. I have the monitor right here. He's sleeping and I close myself in my office and I do 10 minutes of fucking yoga. And at the end of that 10 minutes, I feel like an entire new woman. But you have to, like, part of protecting yourself in motherhood is not letting yourself get lost in the role. You have to remember that you are still a woman. Like, you're still a woman with goals and aspirations and likes and dislikes and boundaries and, you know, desires and whatever that is. Like, if you need to go fucking take a five-minute masturbation, go and do it. If you need to go do some yoga, go and do it. If you need to go, like, you know, the other day, I, yesterday... I had to go to the dollar store and then as I got back into my vehicle, instead of just rushing back home, you know, to step right back in, I knew he was safe, like his dad was home with him and he was napping and I knew he was safe and happy and sleeping. I wasn't needed right that second as my role as mom, right? So instead of just rushing right back home, as I got back in my car from the dollar store, this song was on that I really like. And you know what I did? I just fucking turned up that music in my car to like as loud as it can be. And I just sat there in the parking lot and I just listened to this song at like full fucking blast. Because guess what? We don't really get to blast our music anymore as moms because we don't want to blow their little eardrums out. But I bet you before you were a mom, like, you know, those days where you roll down all the windows, your sunroofs open, you're blasting your favorite song and you're just like pounding to the beat on the steering wheel. And like those moments... Those moments that you don't realize that you'll miss so much are so important to bring you back and protecting your space in motherhood. And I just sat there in this parking lot, didn't move, and I just listened to this song. And after the song was done, I kind of turned down the music a little bit and I gradually drove back home. And it was great. And it's little tiny things like that. I think that we become, you know, when we think of self love and self care and all this. We think it needs to be this like big production. And basically that's what protecting yourself and motherhood is like a big side of it is just self self care and self love. The other side I believe is firm boundaries, which we'll touch on. But like, after this. But, you know, I think that when we think about self-love and self-care and, like, that whole aspect, we think it has to be this huge fucking production. Like, we're supposed to book, like, a night at a spa and a hotel and, like, you know, abandon the kids for a night and, you know, check out, you know, whatever. Spend copious amounts of money and all this. And, like, yeah. Maybe, like, once in a blue moon, that would be nice. Or, like, on a anniversary or a birthday or cri- whatever the fuck. But... You need to implement, like, a few times a week. I was going to say daily, but, like, that's a long stretch. That's a long shot if we're being real. You need to implement, like, a few times a week of, like, exactly what I just said. Like, sitting in your car with the music blasted to a good song, that's self-care, that's self-love. Like, sitting there and doing a 10-minute yoga video, that's self-care, like, that's self-love. That is, I think, what, what qualifies it to be self-care and self-love is that you just took a moment, however long that moment is, away from a distraction and a role and you just were within yourself. So like that kind of stuff is so important. Like, you know, even let's say you got to go grocery shopping. Okay. We have to, because the kids need to eat and we need to eat. Well, by yourself, And this is coming from a freaking personal trainer and nutritionist, okay? But I'm also a mom and I'm also someone who lost themselves and I'm also someone who's very fucking protective of making sure that that doesn't happen again. Buy yourself something that you enjoy to eat that you, like, can't really bring in the house because, you know, you bring in a fucking six-pack of glazed donuts in the house and the kids are, Mom, I want mom, I want mom, 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 mom. Well, you don't want to feed it to them. So buy something and, like, Eat it in the car before your kids can see or something, you know, um, hide it in your purse and eat it when they're sleeping, you know, like little things like that, little tiny things that just remind yourself that you are still someone out and you're still like worthy outside of your role as a mom. And, you know, it's easier said than done some days. And that's why I say like, we're going to do this a couple times a week. Uh, Maybe as you get better at it, we can start doing it more frequently. Um, But those little tiny things that just draw you back to being who you were before you were a mom, you know, not the, the crazy like clubbing and cocaine sniffing drinking days, but we're talking about just like things that you enjoyed to do outside of being a mom before you were a mom. And I never did that with my daughter. I was in constant mom mode or business mode or I hate my fucking life depression mode that when I finally broke, I remember sitting there on that bench when I called my friend and told her, like, I just tried to take my own life and I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I need help. And I remember sitting there, like, right before I called her, and I was like, what? Like, I was just sitting there on this bench at the lake, and I was, like, sitting thinking, when was the last time I just did this? Like, when was the last time I just sat by myself? And just being by yourself as a mom is so peaceful. You need to bring yourself peace if you're going to protect your peace as a mom. Because again, when we are out, we are, when we are constantly out of a state of peace or our peace is constantly threatened, that's when you allow more space in your life for like the chaos and the destruction and and, like the, the evil to come in. And you know, when I didn't do that for a year and a half, it eventually you know, I cracked and I didn't have the tools at that point to bring myself back and to, you know, stop what I was doing. Thank God. Like again, as fucked up as the last year and a half has been in regards to like custody of my daughter, everything else that's happened in the last year and a half has been the best things I've ever done with my life. Like my sobriety, my therapy, like the boundaries I've drawn, the people I've cut out, the people I've let in, you know, the woman that I've become aside and outside of the custody shit, because again, that is fucking terrible and it's the worst thing ever. But outside of that, it has been the best year and a half of my life because I have become so much of a better woman and a better person and a better me and now a better mom to my son and to my daughter when I have her back than I would have ever imagined I could have been a year and a half ago. And again, I hope that it doesn't reach to a point where it was as drastic as mine, where I was like, I got to fucking go. Like I can't, I, I'm, if I don't go, I'm going to end up going for good, if you know what I mean. And, you know, I hope yours doesn't get to that point. And that's why I'm trying to teach you ways to like, make sure that it doesn't, um, or at least just talk about ways that, I think that you should do to make sure that it doesn't uh or not make sure that's a bold statement but um help yourself that it doesn't but you know i just and i think that like a lot of becoming a mom again you know like when you welcome your second baby or your third baby or your fourth baby whatever you of course learn along the way and you're like, fuck, I wish I had done this with number one or like, I wish I would have done this before it would have saved me this. And I think that that's just what motherhood is. And like parenthood is, is like literally learning along the way. Like I've learned so much already in the last three weeks with my son than I ever did with my daughter. Like right down to the example of like my son has been sleeping in his crib for the last like week and a half, two weeks, week and a half. Um, Whereas, like, my daughter slept in the bed with me for six months because I was scared to put her in her crib. Whereas this time, like, I was scared to let her cry. I was scared to, like, let her not be touching me and all this. And, like, I realize now with him, like, it's healthy. He's fine, you know. And, like, little, it's just, parenthood is a fucking wacky ride of just, like, learning and making mistakes and learning from your mistakes. And, you know, this is just one other thing that I've learned is the importance of protecting your peace and motherhood. Because again, it is like, they don't, I don't know if anybody hasn't told you if you're listening to this and you're like pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant or you're brand new into motherhood. Let me just tell you, like if someone hasn't told you before, I'm not trying to scare the shit out of you, but like, it's the fucking hardest thing you're about to do in your entire life. It is the hardest job. And I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to outright say it. Okay. I'm just going to say it because I feel very fucking firmly about this. Cause I've now experienced it twice. Um, but yes, fatherhood I'm sure is hard too. Okay. And this is going for like, this is speaking to couples that they're both around, both like to some capacity. Okay. We're not talking about like hundred percent single dads or hundred percent single moms. Okay. Fatherhood is I'm sure hard, but fuck does it not have anything on motherhood? motherhood is so hard. Like those babies are dependent on us. They you know like dads, they up and go, they golf, they go to work, they fucking all that shit. They sleep through the baby at night. They, you know, all this stuff. Moms are constantly needed and it is the hardest fucking job ever. And don't ever let anybody diminish like that from you and be like, Oh, well mine's hard to No, Fuck you. You're like, don't diminish the fact of how hard motherhood is, okay? But it's beautiful, and it's the best thing I've ever done in my life, but it's hard. And that's why it's so important to do these things. So, you know, we talk about protecting motherhood in, like, we're protecting your peace in motherhood, sorry, as, like, making sure that you are still doing that self-love, self-care type stuff, um, and reminding yourself of who you are outside of mom. And, um, again, if even if that's as simple as listening to music in your car alone or doing some yoga by yourself, 10 minutes, you know, um, something like that. I think the second important part of this, like we kind of said earlier is boundaries. And I talk a lot about boundaries on here and in my social media, because again, when a year and a half ago, before everything happened, and before I really healed, and the the person of me, the version of me that I was then. Couldn't fucking set a boundary to save my life, okay? I was a fucking doormat, and I thought I would set boundaries, and maybe I would for, like, a day, and then guilt would set in, or I'd people please, or, uh, you know, it would be harder to uphold the boundary than it, or to yeah, it would be harder to uphold the boundary than to just be like, okay, hey, fuck it, you know? And I paid the price. Um, you know, I had people in my life and in my daughter's life that I didn't fucking, you know, now wouldn't let them be in my life or her life with a 10 foot pole. Uh, and boundaries even within myself of, you know, sticking to sobriety or sticking to, you know, whatever it is. So boundaries are not necessarily just things that you put on other people. It's also things that you put on yourself and boundaries that you have to uphold for within yourself and boundaries towards other people. So um, boundaries are super, super important. And that's something that I've been very strict with now. And write down to, you know, I think the best way to figure out what type of boundaries you need to set and to who and all that is you need to sit down and like write a book or like not write a book, write in a notebook, um, like actions and things that you don't like in your life. For example, you know, like my alcohol, people who, um, like disrespect me or like like step on my my boundaries, but at that you know like people who um yeah don't listen to me or disrespect me, people who talk over me um or make me feel like what I'm saying isn't important um, people who themselves have untreated addiction issues, I no longer associate with anybody who has any sort of addiction like. If you are active drug user or active drinker, nope, I will not have you in my life to any capacity. Um, you know, people who like, I don't like people who, um, like really openly like selfish people and just being like, they can't narcissists and like people who can't like own up to their shit and like say sorry and, like, realize that they're in the wrong and and realize that they're just fucking playing victim, you know? People who constantly make excuses for everything instead of, like, just bucking up to it and fixing things. Um, that type of stuff, like, I realized... So you have to write a list down of, like, things like that. Like, things that you just don't fucking like and things that you that trigger you and all that kind of stuff. And then you write next to those things like a boundary that you would put to ensure that that action or that person or whatever is not in your life. You know, so alcohol, the boundary next to that would be sobriety. <laughs> you know, people who like constantly fucking make excuses for everything. The boundary is you have like, you're allowed to make two excuses. The third one, like I'm not having you in my life anymore. People who like talk over me. Well, The boundary is like, I just, i be like, don't fucking talk over me. And if they continue to talk over me, I just get up and walk away. Like, I'm not going to fucking continue this conversation. Um, One second. My baby is maybe waking up. I might have to uh, cut this um, podcast into two here. Uh, He might be settling. You know, um, whereas... No, I don't think he's settling. Okay, we're gonna pause, and I will be back when uh, he settles. Good old motherhood. Okay, hi. So we're back. Um, if you hear weird noises, it's because I just popped him on the boob. Well, we're gonna record the rest of this real life shit. I told you this stuff's not edited. So yeah. So boundaries, you know. So like, like I said, the alcohol. The boundary there is sobriety. Um, people who like talk over me, I, you know, I give them maybe a chance, and I'm like, don't do that please and then if they continue like I'll just fucking get up and walk away out of the conversation um you know people who um like disrespect me. Like you get one chance because maybe maybe your version of disrespect is different than mine. So when you disrespected me and I and I received it as disrespect, maybe you didn't mean it in that capacity or like it, it's different for you. So I'll give someone like a chance to do it, you know, and I'll be like, um, no, I felt disrespected there. Like I didn't receive, I didn't like that or whatever. Um, and then if you do it again, bye. Like you know, and so being able to create boundaries and uphold them is super important when we're protecting ourselves in motherhood because we are wearing a million different hats at once and it can be extremely overwhelming already. And so if then you add on like all these people and things and places that you'd rather not be around or like that cause you to threaten your peace or that cause you to lose yourself or anything like that, you're just gonna end up again in this in this rabbit hole, and so being able to be honest with yourself and honest with other people and sticking in those boundaries, I have found like so 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 um, much better. Like you know, like for example, my father's mom, she can be or we she used to be. We've had good conversations now, but like we we had a little bit of a tiff for a bit um, where. I was feeling disrespected and she didn't really realize she was doing it. So we had a conversation and I was like, look, this is how I'm receiving this. Um, And she's like, okay, this is, I didn't mean it. And that was squashed. And ever since then we've had a great relationship and I feel respected by her. Um, And you know, before we had that conversation, I was very, very fearful about what the future looked like as, like, her grandma, like, her as grandma, and, like, what that would be. Um And now, like, no fear in the world. Like, she's a great grandma. We talk daily. You know, she views my daughter as her grandchild, too. She never even met her yet. And, you know, she helps me all the time. And if I hadn't drawn that boundary and I hadn't had that conversation, then... I wouldn't have that relationship and that peace in it because there's no way to avoid it. Like she's grandma, she's going to be in my son's life. Um, but to what capacity I have control over that. And to how like how I require her to show up in that role I have control over that and if I hadn't made that conversation and created that boundary with her then having her in my life constantly as grandma and as my son's grandma then that would have been such a chaotic part of my life and it would you know she brought a lot of um, anxiety and a lot of anger and a lot of disrespect out of me prior to this conversation and so now because of that because I took that that initiative and that, and drew that boundary. Now she's she's just like another like peaceful thing in my life, you know, and being able to do stuff like that, whether that's, you know, uh, an in-law or the dad or the mom, I don't know how you got your baby. Um, or you know, friends and stuff. Like when my son was born, um, we sent out a mass text that outlined, like, we are not having, like, I was like, I know everybody's excited about the baby, but We're not having visitors at the hospital. No one is visiting him besides like immediate family for the foreseeable future until probably he's like got at least his first set of vaccines. Um, You're not allowed to kiss my child and you have to wash your hands before then. You know, like we sent out a text that was like, these are the fucking rules. And if you have a problem with the rules, then guess what? You don't get to meet my son. Like, and that's it. Like, that's it. You have like something that I realized this time around was I have control like, and this is my child and this is my life. And so when it really boils down to it is like, I have the power, I have the control and you need to like uphold on that so that you don't spiral, you know, um, I think if you can master or at least get under control, those two things, the amount of peace that you can find in this chaotic role of motherhood is great. Like like I said, like I'm experiencing a nasty nasty custody battle and like there's some other things you know that are just like up in the air. and I can still navigate that and still be a great mom to him and, and everything. Because I've done all this other work and if a year and a half ago custody battle had started then like I don't even know what state I would have been in Um, and it's all little things like that that allow me to show up in the way that I do now and I know that like it's just I, I mean I wish I had figured this stuff out with my daughter Um, but I mean, at the same time, it's never too late and she's only three and even in this custody battle, like by the time she's old enough to remember anything, everything will be settled. And that's, you know, that's the thing I keep clinging on to and my son will never know, um, the version of me that I used to be and that I hold peace in that as well. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much guilt I have towards that old version of me, that unhealed version of me. Um, you know, my daughter will never remember that part of me because she was too young. My son will have never experienced that part of me. And both my children will only experience the version of me that I am now, which I'm extremely proud of. And I, you know, um, I'm one of the best moms you'll probably ever meet. And, you know, I find a lot of peace in that and it's because of steps like this. So, I know, Mama, this journey is hard and this journey is treacherous at times. And, you know, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to possibly be lost in it and all that. But I promise you, if you do these couple little things, it will make your job a little bit easier and it'll make you feel better and hopefully protect you from falling down the rabbit hole that I did. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget, move your body, drink your water, do your positive affirmations. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.